What's going on, you guys? This is Artemis. In tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about something that is very important for Wiccans as myself. Bringing down the moon's energy, especially for a woman, is one of the most important rituals or practices, not only for Wicca, but also for other practices and beliefs all around the world. The moon, the moon sets the tone for magic. It sets the tone for light and darkness. It sets the tone for the God and the goddess. And this has been worshiped for many, many years. Now, some people say that the moon is fake. Some people say that it is only a projection. But for me as a Wiccan, I still upheld or uphold the ancient practices and beliefs of my ancestors. So in this podcast, we will understand Why is the moon so important, especially in witchcraft? Since the beginning of time, the moon and the sun have always been worshiped. In the ancient religions and practices, the moon and the sun were very important for crops to grow, to understand about the difference between daytime and nighttime, also to understand the difference between light and dark, gods and goddesses. The gods and the goddesses were attached and one and the same of every single planet in the universe. The ones that helped create this world and build and help create humans and all mankind. In the history of mankind, of every individual, especially women, its reality determines individual as well as collective life. So in this podcast, we're going to go ahead and go a little deeper into into this goddess that is invoked during a full moon. Most Wiccans honor Artemis or Diana as a part of the triple goddess aspect of the moon, as a nurturer and protector She has inspired the Dianic, strongly feminist tradition of Wicca. Well, the triple moon goddess, the three aspects of a woman, the maiden, the mother, and the crone, the young woman, the mother, and the elder woman, three aspects of a woman. So we are about to get a little deeper into this 
And I have something else that I would like to share with you guys. Stay tuned to get more involved and in-depth into this charge of the moon goddess. Now, before we get into the charge of the goddess, I want to explain why the cycle of the moon is so important with the cycle of a woman. So basically, the cycle of the moon is linked to a woman's cycle. And it is evidence that the links are attached and connected to the woman. If you think about the moon and the phases and the cycles of a woman, they align. You can definitely see this. Um, and if you think about how long is a dark moon and how long is a full moon, once a month we get a full moon and the rest of the days are waning and waxing. Through this identification, um, the universe demonstrates the fact that not all moon deities are female. Actually, there are male gods as well. Many well-known mythologies feature female lunar deities, such as uh, Luna, such as Selene, such as Artemis, Diana, all of these goddesses, even in China, there are many all around the world in different traditions and different religions and different tribes um, and ancient practices. There are some male lunar gods as well through Mesopotamia, through uh, Greece, uh, Germanic tribes, Jap Japanese, um, Egyptian. The Egyptians had several male moon gods. For, in, for example, Kansu, Thebes, and Thoth are examples. Um, but Thoth was also a lunar deity, but his character was considerably more complex um, than just the Ibis and Kansu. He also was Hermes. So these different gods and goddesses, um, especially Artemis and Hecate, uh, actually we're all synchronized together throughout the years. And, you know, the moon gods and the goddesses represent so much to us. Uh, they are opposite of the sun. Um, they are male and female, light and dark. And, you know, this, signific this, this significance is um, all throughout many different religions and societies. Uh, and this is something that we see all the time. Um, but also it's about how you feel is the most important part of this moon's energy. If you want to know what is it so significant about the moon, just think about how you feel when the moon is dark. Think about how you feel when the moon is full. 
start to analyze and think about the things that are happening. Many people have stories about how they are feeling during a full moon and also eclipses um, and also even the dark moon phases. You can see the correlation uh, between us and these um, particular deities and these particular phases of these planets. Just like when Mercury goes into retrograde, some people actually feel that. Uh, or when Venus is in a particular horoscope sign, maybe somebody is feeling more loving. We are all connected as one. But then here we have the misinterpretations of the Bible condemning people from worshiping any other gods, right? And people say that these gods and goddesses are false gods because the Bible says so. Well, did you know that many of these ancient practices and religions came thousands of years before or prior to this Bible or Christ? Um, and then all of a sudden, there were some commandments that were taken from the Book of the Dead in ancient Egypt and condensed into the Ten Commandments. So there's many things that are missing here. And why, why would the Lord condemn us from worshiping something that is all one and the same? Is it really the Lord or was it somebody who wrote that Bible? So we're going to go ahead and go into what does charge of the goddess mean for Wiccans? Why do we celebrate it? And if you are not a believer in this, then that's okay. I would say use the moon as a guide, as a weekly guide um, every week into uh, understanding what you're going through at the time and understanding how you can use its energy to help you. Everybody does not have to be a witch to believe in uh, the correlations between the moon and the sun and the human beings on this earth. Um, you know, it would be a good time to start write, writing down manifestations, wishes, dreams, um, things that you want to put into fruition, goals, and actually um, having that and making that happen. Manifestation. Uh, all you have to do is really just use it as a guide. You can use it as a calendar. Uh, you see the full moon and you see that it's maybe 50% um, in its waning mode. So it's in its, you know, its first quarter. Okay. You think about what you're doing at the time. Uh, you use half of the darkness to rid of things you don't want in your life. And you use the other half to bring in things that you do want. Um, we also do this during the new moon phases where we can get rid of what we don't want and move that out of the way so that we can make room for what we do want to establish in our lives. So with that being said, let's take a break here before we go into this charge of the goddess. And what does that mean? So here we talk about being reconnected with the divine that has been taken away from us. I talked about this in my previous podcast. So before we go into our charge of the goddess or our SBAT right, 
I'm going to read you guys something here. And this is by um, a writer that I follow who is also a Wiccan priestess. It says, I began to realize that if the goddess lived in them, perhaps she also lived in me. You don't believe in the goddess, you experience her. She is embodied by all women and resides within all of us, regardless of our gender. She is equally important to men and to those challenging the damaging constraints of patriarchy, regardless of gender identification, because she restores balance and wholeness. She is the infinite source of creation embodied by creation in its infinite diversity. She has been with us since the beginning of human awakening and hidden from us for thousands of years by suppression. Blind to her wisdom and her ways, humanity has created a world dangerously out of balance. But the great goddess, the missing half of everything has returned. So every full moon, the goddess returns and she guides us through what we need to become a balanced person. Uh, also, I wanted to read something else to you. The phases of the moon often determine what kind of spiritual and magical work you will do. So there are some rituals and practices that I believe that you guys um, should also study if you're gonna get into this, um, or if you just like to hear about this, then uh, let's hear about blessings of the goddess. We're standing at a crossroad in history, a moment when we must choose what our future will be. There's a goddess at this crossroad, ancient, wise, full of terror and challenge, magic and justice. If we have the courage to face her, to risk being confronted with the truth of who we have been, she will guide us through the darkness and ignorance of greed and domination. So the goddess helps us. The goddess helps us to get back to uh, who we are. Also rediscovering the God, like the goddess, rediscovering a God who is present, joyful, and a loving partner transforms ideas about divinity into experiences of divinity, and that changes our humanity. The God restores and heals what's been missing in men and women and in the world. He's playful, sensual, and emotional. The God is embodied and waiting to be encountered. Okay, so uh, there is rituals that we do. And the first one I want to talk about is every month as a Wiccan, I do an SBAT rite. An SBAT rite is basically um, a practice on the full moon. And after I cast in my circle and I invite my gods in, um, I do a prayer of thanks. Uh, I may follow that up with a cakes and wine ceremony. And that is the thankful time. I can also do magic divination, healing at this time. Um, there is an invocation that I might do, a silent prayer, and then I get into my, uh, my whole bringing down the moon ritual, uh, which is basically something very personal. Everybody can make their own uh, charge of the goddess, uh, where basically you might do a prayer, you might light some candles, um, you might even make a particular dish or a bread 
Um, you may, you know, do your silent meditation or chakra meditation. And what you do is you, uh, you know, protectively and also um, lightly call upon uh, her spirit to come down and to help you. Uh, if you are, as I was, I was a lost soul and my life was in shambles. I asked her to guide me. And these ancient deities have not left us. Uh, many people say that they have left us and, you know, there was a flood and this and that. The spirits and the souls of our ancestors are not are not lost. They are always with us and they always will be within us and around us. All we have to do is call upon them. So this is something that I do every full moon and it helps me and guide me along the way um, for the next couple of weeks out or the next few weeks out until it's time to do it again. And every time I do this, I continue to grow as a woman. I continue to get, you know, a little more educated um, about my life, who I like to be. As a solitary practitioner, we have much, much control on ourselves rather than being uh, in a church or being in a, um, you know, in a group of people that are controlling, uh, controlling the way I live, controlling my mind. Um, this is a very free spirited, you know, th free thinking religion that I have made. And it has helped me tremendously. Uh, it has helped me through many different addictions and many different turmoils in my life. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I do not feel like I have been left uh, stranded at all by anything or any um, one God in the Bible. I can have a relationship with uh, as many different deities as I want, and I don't have to be condemned by anything ever. I make this what I want. So with that being said, um, today, uh, today we are going into Sunday, and Monday is the day of the moon and also silver and also white for purity, um, new beginnings and protection. Uh, so I will be lighting my candles. I do have my um, anything that matches with white or silver, which could be selenite, crystal quartz, um, you know, white wine, uh, holy water, white salt, uh, maybe even a ritual bath and maybe even just writing down things that I want to come into my life. And that is a new beginning for me. And I do not have to think about all of the shadow work that has that the universe has done for me in the last couple of weeks during the dark moon that is already passed. So now I'm turning over a new leaf and I'm moving forward. And I use this moon as a guide, as a calendar, for my future. So in the next podcast, we'll go into uh, something else, um, a little more about the age of Aquarius in December 21st to January 21st. And we only have one more moon left for this year. And I would highly, highly um, participate in either some type of collective chakra meditation, global meditation, um, group meetings uh, with your, you know, your spiritual uh, friends and family and think about, you know, how you want your future to play out. Um, so 
that's all I have to say for this one. And I hope you guys have a very, very good week.